guys, it's Amanda from Fashion by Amanda. Learn creativity, craft and sewing on a budget. Welcome, hello. This is podcast number five. How's everyone holding up with the COVID-19 virus? Boy, hasn't our life changed? It's just um, horrendous. It's just every minute it's something else changes. Um, a pandemic that, you know, are we on in control of? I have no idea. Um, just the way our life has changed is, you know, we're doing all self-isolation, which is a fantastic thing, but is it fantastic for small businesses? Um, my heart goes out to people that are trying to make money, trying to put food on the table for their families. Um, I'm really, really concerned about the elderly that are still in their homes. If no one can visit these poor darlings, how are we monitoring them? How are we keeping an eye on them? Um, I know that most of them would have loved ones and family that would be, you know, keeping in contact with them. But, you know, sometimes you don't want to tell your family member that something's wrong. You try and hide it. Um, so we've cut off services, um, not essential services, absolutely, but just the social services we've cut off. They, you know, the elderly and the um, these ones at home can't really go down to the shopping centres. Uh, they can't meet their mates. They can't go to the pub, do the pokies, whatever they were doing for social interaction. Um, I'm not to judge anybody, but that's all ceased. So now we have these amazing human beings sitting in their home um, day in and day out. Not much different than the rest of us, but hopefully some of us have others and so how do we reach out to these people? That is the question. I would love everyone that listens to this to find a person that's living on their own, just one person, and give them a ring, drop a note in the letterbox, yell at them at the front door and say, is there anything you want? I don't know, just just reach out. You know, I'm a nurse and so um, I'm lucky in so many ways I'm actually on holiday so I'll pop back to work tomorrow and Tuesday but then I'm off for another couple of weeks so I'm pretty lucky that I'm going to be isolated and you know and but I'm in a caring profession I think any caring profession still needs to um, reach out um, outside of work and if we all do that like <clears throat> adopt a adopt a, um, a a single person, that would be better. I was going to say an oldie, but I'm nearly as old. So I um, adopt someone in that coronavirus uh, pandemic and just say hello. How are you going? You know, what's your day? What are you doing? Let's make something. I'll come and show you what I've made next week. Um, all that kind of stuff. We can all just touch base just get back to nature like it used to be in the you know 30s and 40s and 50s growing up when you know when I was I was 50s and 60s and um, our community it was our family um, not just for gossip or anything but they would look after us <clears throat> excuse me um, you know if my mum and dad was at work they would certainly keep an eye on me and and tell mum and dad when they got home that I was bad or I'd done something naughty or I didn't listen or I took too much cake or whatever. But, you know, it was a big family. And I think that's, you know, this pandemic, I think it kind of is doing the same thing. We can um, all just look after each other. So, yes, adopt a single. That's a wonderful idea. Let's do that. Just one. Don't, don't expect you to do two. If we all just get one 
person that we know that are on their own and then have limited family interaction or if none at all and just go say hello yep don't go in the door you can pull up out the front hey Mavis hey George look what I made today oh my goodness when this pandemic's over I'll give it to you (laughs) but we can be creative and think outside the box with our love and creativity I think that would be a perfect thing to do Anyway, that is my idea about the pandemic, how I can um, reach out and help. Last week, um, a group of girls went to Normanville. It was already pre-booked and we went there before the um, you know, group of five and all the restrictions came out. So we had a great time. We didn't go anywhere. We stayed self-isolated um, and just got back to the roots of just who you are. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty confronting when you can't do anything or access anything. You, you've you, the only thing that you can access really is is you who you are. And you think, oh my gosh, am I am I going to be all right? Because you've all you know we've all had all these amazing things and. Um, We've, we've been able to access uh, resources and stuff, but, you know, the pandemic is actually just stripping us from all that. And we just, and this is who we are. Um, had a great week, absolutely. Loved every minute of it, really. The girls, the women that I went away with um, um, were all healthcare workers uh, and one of them has chosen a different field. Um, in the last 10 years but all healthcare workers so all have an amazing understanding of the health and needs of of the individual and all understood the severity of a pandemic and um, the importance of self-isolation we respected each other's 1.5 meters we were lucky enough it was a two-story place and it was a mansion so um, we could do 1.5 we could do most probably two meters and still be quite comfortable but um so no it was great so um that was and then I've got another couple of weeks coming on holidays um and I haven't worked out what we're doing with that that's just my husband and I so get creative with the coronavirus don't let it destroy you don't let and please we had a um a ruling at the um the week at Normanville no coronavirus news until nine (laughs) o'clock because it depresses you it really does there's nothing that we can do about the coronavirus other than self-isolate wash your hands wash your hands wash your hands wash your hands don't go out to check the beach out or go and see you know or I don't know go down the shop see what's on special absolutely go down the shop if you've got no bread or toilet paper for that instant excuse me but you don't actually need to go down the shop to see if Pepsi's on special. You really don't. So if you do all them things, um, I think we'll be fine. We're just going to wave it out. And then once a day, check the news out. See what's going on. See if there's new restrictions. Is there anything else that we as, as um, you know, society members, is there anything else that we need to do to um, shorten this pandemic? And if there is, put it in place. But don't sit there and watch the pandemic news all day. Truly, you would want to you know, get a knife and cut your wrist, really. It's really that depressing. But all that said, we're going to do creativity today um, and we're going to look at a recipe. You thought this was a cook, a sewing class, but it's not, it's cooking. 
got a little story. My mum passed away in 2008 and a couple of years after that I um, un, you know, unpacked up all her stuff. And in a suitcase under her bed I found, a, it was a wee fabric kind of suitcase, it was a weird one, I've not seen it before. Um, and in there it was absolutely chock-a-block with recipe books. She had written recipe books. Now the first date that I could see in them was in 1948 and then the last dates I could see were about middle 1970s. So she had written hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of recipe book cards, uh, recipe books. She had them in old minute books, um, calendar books. She used every book that she could get her fingers on. Um, she even wrote on the back of them, like flipped them over and um, so obviously she was looking after money. <clears throat> but um, so yeah, that's pretty amazing. So when I found them, I thought, oh, I mean, I cried for a, a week at least um, because I don't know what to do with them. Do I just put them in a suitcase and put them under my bed? Is that what I need to do, or do I bring them out and compose and put them in a book? Um, how many people are buying recipe books? And I just don't feel comfortable selling them because my mum never sold them. She, you know, she was a very social woman, especially when it came to, you know, parties and, you know, she loved it. So I just don't want to, you know, put it in a book and sell it because I don't think that would have been her idea and I would feel uncomfortable. I'm going to compile a cookbook for my five brothers so because, you know, their mum as well um, but then I thought mm, I could actually incorporate it into my creativity craft and sewing so my recipes could be the creativity section um, now got to bear in mind these recipes some of them are from 1948 so I had to convert the temperatures and the weights because they were all in pounds and ounces and I mean if you're in Australia you don't know that so, uh, no, if you're not in Australia, oh, hold on, that got a bit confusing. Let me explain that. <laughs> in America, they still do pounds and ounces, but here in Australia, we don't. We do grams and kilograms. So I converted it. I've cooked not all of them, um, but I've cooked many. And the ones that I will um, give out here on my podcast, I will absolutely cook to see if I need to do any re you know, rejigging because my mum used to say cook and put it in the oven until it was cooked. Or there were some uh, beautiful recipes in the early days where she said three logs of wood in the wood stove should be sufficient. Well, try and work that out as a temperature. That's a bit difficult. So I'll cook these and fiddle around with them and then once every now and again I'll pop a recipe on the podcast and, uh, yes, we'll have recipe clubs. So I thought I'll start a recipe club and um, then if you've got some recipes that you love or your mum or your grandmother or sister or father or uncle or whoever that is really special, um, hop over onto my website and uh, we'll start um, a group there I think or it could be on my Facebook. I think that Facebook most probably would be easier to share. So that's in the works. I'll have that done by Wednesday. So this will be the intro recipe and thereafter we'll have recipe club. 
So here we go. This one is pork and beans. <laughs> How apt is that? Don't forget creativity, craft and sewing is on a budget and I can guarantee you these recipes are exactly that, on a budget because this one was 1948. So I don't think there'd be a lot of money around to um, go and get the best cuts of meat etc. Got to remember my mum lived in a country and could access farms quite readily. So meat was not a huge problem for her. Um, so that could be a bit different. But anyway, pork and beans. So the ingredients are one onion, 455 grams of diced pork and veal. Now, she never actually told me the, the ratios of pork and veal. So what I did was half and half. One tablespoon of um, Worcestershire sauce. Now, my mum used to make her sauce, and I'll give you that recipe in a minute. 226 grams of water. <clears throat> I love that. But she said a, um, a tumbler, so I had to measure the tumbler. I'm going to have to have a cough here. One sec. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Um, so I measured the tumbler to the amount of water. A teaspoon of mustard. Four rashes of bacon. A tablespoon of brown sugar. 140 grams of tomato paste. And... A tin of soybeans. Now, mum used to do any legumes, whatever was in the cupboard or whatever she could get her hands on. But the recipe says soybeans. But I can guarantee I can remember eating this with more than that. Or maybe she just added lots in it if she needed a bulk. Um, in the middle of winter, we used to eat this a lot. So now the method is you chop the onion and the bacon and you fry in a large pan until it's tender. Then you add the sliced pork and veal and you brown in the same pan on top of the stove. This would have been done on a wood stove because we never ever had any electrical appliances. Um, even up until, oh, I was in high school. Um, we still had wood, only wood stoves. So you've browned it in the pan. And so you're going to add the mustard, the brown sugar, the black sauce, the tomato paste, water and the soybeans. And then you're going to stir that, to stir it and get it all nice and mushied. And then while you stir, wait till it boils and keep stirring it because it will stick and make sure the brown sugar is dissolved. So when it's boiled, just pop it all into a casserole dish with a lid and then for one and a quarter hours, bake in a moderate oven, which is 180 degrees um, and then serve with vegetables so she used to just make them, uh, put them in the wood oven, uh, get us kids to keep uh, charging the wood up. I wasn't born in 1948, trust me. Um, but, you know, further in the, when I was born and, and old enough to look after the kitchen, um, we used to just put wood in throughout. She used to say every 20 minutes or so put one piece of wood. So I had to work out how it cooked in an electric because... The casserole, the pork and beans used to cook for three, four hours at home. So I just played with it. I just got a moderate oven and I cooked it for an hour and it wasn't cooked. I cooked it for two hours and it was overcooked. And that's how I jigged, rejigged the, the, uh, the time. I, for, for me, one and a quarter hours was absolutely perfect. The meat was 
fall to piece drop, drop dead gorgeous the flavor was rich and beautiful so yes so that is my pork and beans which is my mum's pork and beans now i do have her recipe for the worcestershire sauce we used to call it black sauce um so it's just all it is now if you want the um measurements i'm certainly happy to give them to you but all she used to make hers from was brown vinegar garlic salt and pepper allspice nutmeg cloves <coughs> treacle plums jam and chili i got really funky throat this morning guys i don't know what's going on maybe i should have done this this afternoon <coughs> because i'm not editing it i don't edit anything this is who you are this is who you get you get me in all my warts and glories so that is today's um podcast it's pork and beans so if you're at home and you've got tons of time on your hands um how about looking at um budget now pork is quite a good price especially diced pork and veal but remember you don't need to have pork or veal you could have beef you could have chicken you could have lamb um you can um do pretty much anything just that mum done that as pork and veal so when i cook pork and beans i always use it so um what i'll be doing as i said before i'll be sharing recipes which is pretty pretty amazing i love recipes and i hope you do too so that would be good um and then write them down you can save your favorites make your own recipe book um get it ready for your grandchildren or your children or your best friend or or whoever but these um recipes that i'm giving you are wholesome recipes um they were cooked throughout a depression so the aim of the the food on these recipes was to number one fill your belly number two keep your belly happy for a wee while um so yeah so the budget thing i think is perfect so if you're tight you've lost you know some work or your money's not coming in and you still need to eat don't think two minute noodles are going to be sustainable yes they might be 89 cents or a dollar whatever but you'll be eating 50 of them so no for your few bucks go and buy a little bit of ingredients or reach out to your friends and family and say hey have you got a bit of this have you got a bit of that um you know three rashes four rashes of bacon um just all up together and help because this food will sustain you it will keep the belly warm you won't get overly fat um the salt content's pretty good for your cardiac um so yes pork and beans you can't get any more amazingly traditional australian than pork and beans so how's hopefully you will love it and if not that's okay next week we'll have another one because you might not be into pork and you might not be into beans now got two minutes where um i just want to talk about because we're locked up at home i see some advantages I see creativity. I see we're all looking outside of the box to entertain ourselves. Um, I see families playing Jenga, Monopoly, Scrabble, cards. I see people talking. I see families going, oh, really? Really? You like that? 
I see them putting their phones down and it's actually happened in our house. I see them talking about when I grow up. Um, I can't grow up anymore. I'm going to actually grow down. But you know, you get the gist. Um, it's going to bring positive things as well as negatives. And I think in this world, we have to grab the positives. So don't forget, be creative at home. If you've never tried something and you can get the resources, now don't forget, nearly all the shops are um, delivering. You can still online shop. You can still go for a budget, uh, for a, you know, good price. Obviously, if you've got the money. If you haven't got the money, I hey, I've been there a million times. I know what it's like to have no money. Um, but you look around, be creative. You don't necessarily have to use what I or other people tell you to use. You can use something else. But yeah, think outside the box. For me, I don't have to put bras on. Now, that's a pretty huge thing for me while on holiday. So I'm, I'm, yay, you go girl. I know that I don't really have to clean my house at eight o'clock because no one's going to knock on my door. So my house can get cleaned all day. And I don't have to have bras on the door knob just in case someone knocks and I quickly get them on. Um, that's a positive. I'm thinking that's pretty cool. I think my heart rate's slower. I'm not on, oh, quick, get this done, quick, 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 quick. Um, no, I feel that I'm at a slower pace. That's a good thing. That really is. There's a lot of negatives. I'm going to get fat, too. Fatter and fatter and fatter. Because I don't seem to want to get out and go for a bike ride because self-isolation um and I don't see myself jumping up and down on the floor that just is not me especially with no bras um but I've got the best girl best best friend Kylie Ann Bealey her son Lockie on Facebook is actually doing exercises for us locked up in the house so if anyone wants to just check him out, he's pretty good. We done him yesterday, cacked ourselves absolutely to fell over and and all the rest of it. But um, so yeah, they're the things that we have to think of. It's a negatives, obviously. We're not going to see anyone. We're going to have you know social isolation. It's okay if you're in a house of people. It's not if you're on your own. If you've lost your job, my heart goes, and because it could happen to me today or tomorrow. So um. I don't know how you're feeling because at the moment it is not me. But I just don't know how you get your head around it all when you're not bringing the money in. So truly, my love and thoughts are with you. Um, I can't help you financially, but if you want to reach out and touch me, um, have a chat, do whatever, Facebook, Fashion by Amanda, Instagram, Fashion by Amanda, web fashionbyamanda.com hit me an email and then I can just reach out we can have a chat I don't have any you know amazing ideas but between us we might come up with something so please I'm happy for you to all reach in this time of need um check out about the bloods I'm really concerned about people aren't doing bloods so we you know our blood banks really low um, so yeah, there's so many things that we need to take into consideration and, th- and thoughts while we're locked up in our house with COVID-19. But all I would love you to do was to just be creative, be yourself or be 
allow, you, allow yourself to be what you always wanted to be because um, now you can be silly because no one's going to see it. You're in your walls. If you want to do something absolutely ridiculous and quickly throw it in the bin and have a big giggle about it, this is your time. Okay, lovely to speak to you. Please keep all strong. I'll be back next week uh, with a, I don't know, most probably a sewing or craft. I have no idea. I don't do um, any planning on these podcasts, as you can see. I just come and talk to you as I am, Amanda, fashioned by Amanda. Okay, guys, thank you and catch you next week. Bye-bye.